The following audio is via a Skype call. It may be a little hard to find, but don't give up. We're not. It's Manson Mitchell on the weekend with Gary Manson's Suzanne Mitchell. A double shot of good conversation with great guests to power up your day. Manson Mitchell, you're on the air. Thank you, Eric Kramer. Hi, everybody. Happy Saturday to you. I'm Gary Mance. I'm Suzanne Mitchell. Together, we are Mance and Mitchell in your ears for the hour, if our luck holds up. And couldn't we all use some of that? Let's say hello to Nathan at the board. Nathan, it's always good to work with you. You're back with us once again. Hey, good morning, Gary and Suzanne. How are you? We're doing well. We're still healthy. I have a few allergies, but no coronavirus. Oh, tis the season. We're just entering April, and those spring flowers are starting to bloom, especially out here, getting some more sunshine out to get them up and running. Oh, good. Meanwhile, Suzanne and I are holed up down here like a Dalton gang. (laughs) (laughs) I myself, I feel like a hermit crab, you know. I'm just sitting in my house all day with nothing to do except maybe watch a movie or go on Zoom or something like that or Skype and just chat with some people with a video call to make it feel like we're eh, sort of more closer together in proximity. The, uh, the, the staying inside has really worked. I noticed on the news the list of the top 10 states, and even though this started in the state of Washington, right now Washington has the 10th most number of cases. So it started there, but you, you are not the highest one by far. You're number 10 out of 50 states. So I thought that was pretty good. Oh, knock on wood, I think we're starting to flatten that curve. Of course, they're expecting maybe to have another spike around yeah. the fall time when it starts cooling down again. Yeah, well, Florida's number seven. So uh, yeah, we haven't hit our it, surge yeah, our, our surge won't come until late April, early May. So, so we're, we're staying home. You know, it's it just reminds me of that song, which is going to get played in another couple of weeks. We're going to play some music to, to get through this, to help you and to help ourselves in the process. Just turn away from the immediacy of the pandemic and toward a pop culture kind of filter where we can remember music, wondering what its relevance might be, and now seeing it so close to us. I'm looking at different songs. One of them is going to be Talking Heads' Life During Wartime, because I think that is something of an anthem, not officially, of course, but it just seems to apply to what we are all undergoing presently. And there are other songs of various eras that seem to fit the theme. So we're going to do that, hopefully, to your enjoyment. We don't intend anything except offering some encouragement to exhort people to live life as normally as you can and take as much enjoyment from living as possible during this very challenging time, unlike anything we have experienced on this planet, certainly our generation. And if we're going to do that, we need somebody who can coach us. How do you find good happiness coaching in the middle of a pandemic? You call a happiness coach. We called on Rebecca L. Norrington. Let me tell you a little bit about her. She is first and foremost a student of the universe and its laws. She has a Bachelor of Science degree in psychology, along with decades of education and training on topics from spirituality to human behavior. Her professional journey includes several vocations, 
happiness specialist, radio and TV personality, intuitive, healer, author, speaker, mystic, teacher, and even fitness instructor. She's got a couple of websites, RebeccaNorrington.com and RealitySpirituality.com. Her book is called Reality Spirituality, The Truth About Happiness. And you may remember three years ago in July, she was our summer replacement series, Reality Spirituality in July of 2017. This is her 12th time on Manson Mitchell, and we are very happy to say hello to Rebecca L. Norrington. Hello, Rebecca. Well, wow, what an introduction. Thank you so much. So you didn't get my edited bio, huh, Suzanne? <laughs> we rolled out the red carpet for you, my dear, the red I carpet. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I really love being on your show and sharing with your audience uh, my perspective and And yes, I'm a happiness specialist. I think I'm the only one on the planet. And and I just want to share with with people before we we start my definition of happiness. And everybody has their own. You know, we're all as different as our fingerprints. But my definition is to be able to be at peace regardless of what happens or what's happening and regardless of what doesn't happen. And so, wow, if that's a definition, how do we remain peaceful? How do we... How do we feel happy? How do we feel that vibration of contentment with all of this stuff going on? But like anything else, happiness is a practice skill, so it depends on what you practice. And I can tell you, I, I look out there, I'm, 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 I'm out and about, you know, at times, and what people practice in their everyday lives is what they're bringing to this, this uh, coronavirus uh, pandemic. That's what they're bringing, whatever they've practiced. So, so the person that usually worries is worrying a lot now. The person that's, at, that's usually fearful is really fearful. So that's why I say happiness is a practice skill, and it depends on what you're practicing. I was explaining you and what you do to a friend of ours in the last 24 hours, and I was calling it a choice. But I like what you said more, rather than it being a conscious choice, it is a developed habit, and that way you don't have to choose it each and every moment. Does that make sense to you, Rebecca? You're absolutely right, because it really isn't a choice when we fall into and we buy into the programming of something's happening. I, I remember someone, I was talking on the phone with someone, and he said, well, this is really bad. And so I'm here to say that that is a programming what you're, like, when you start labeling things good and or bad, then that's what you're going to have. That's how you're going to see the world. And so there's only there's only two choices: either you're either you're focused on what's wrong in the world, or you're focused on what's right in the world. And it is a practice, and your practice becomes your identity. And this this <laughs> this challenging time. And I was listening to all of you talking, and there is an energy and there is a vibration to to. Mm, uh, how you're feeling, and you're either feeling uh, the the worry, the concern, the 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 fear, the anxiousness, or you're or you're feeling at peace, and you're trusting and you're surrendering. But what this what this opportunity? And sorry to keep going on, but I'm I'm about to just explode over here. What 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 this opportunity is, has shown us? Because it's an individual it's an individual game. It's an individual journey. So we're realizing that. We're not very, not we, but some people are not very uh, comfortable with uncertainty. 
some people are not uncomfortable with change. Some people are not comfortable with acceptance. And when I say acceptance, I mean accepting what other people are doing, how other people are, are, are responding to this, how other people are reacting to this. And it's also showing us, well, we don't have any patience. So all of the things that you practice, if, if you are committed to and you are interested in <laughs> navigating through this life, feeling at peace, feeling balanced, feeling satisfied, feeling content, then that's what you practice in your everyday life. And when these things happen, when life hits you with these storms, then you're able to navigate through whatever's going on very peacefully. You know, Rebecca, I think for uh, a lot of my life, I have considered myself to be fairly steady. I don't have extreme highs. I don't have extreme lows. I kind of look at things pretty practically and just uh, tackle them, tackle whatever needs to be done. Moments of happiness, moments of sadness, but not extremes. And I have to say that during this crisis of the last 30 days or so, and I was shocked to hear that it was, it's only 30, we're only 30 days into it. But uh, I feel like my life has felt to me like a roller coaster. And I thought, this is not me. I mean, usually I can navigate pretty steady seas, but I've had high highs and low lows. When I've been high, I've been uh, cleaning, doing projects, making lists, tackling paperwork, staying busy, having a little bit of fun here and there. And when I'm low, I sit on the couch and I just stare out the window and I go, oh my God, I'm not ready to die. And, and I, I have discovered highs and lows in myself that I haven't felt in a long time as a result of this pandemic. So I'm not navigating under steady seas right now. I have good days and I have bad days and very emotional about this. Well, what, what this is all exposing to everyone is their a lack of control. And people that are out there that, that really have this illusion that they have control over things, have control over uh, life and what happens, it, 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 it's like being in a washing machine. So you're, you're getting jostled. So if you have that sense of, well, oh, I need to be in control, or you have that sense of, you have that sense of, I'm not okay with uncertainty. I have to have plans. I have to know what's going on in the future. That is going to rock you. And so what your the universe, well, the universe, whatever you, this, this, this challenge is forcing people to look at themselves. Because, and, and experience things like you said, you, sometimes you're up, sometimes you're down. And so, the, so when you say up and down, how about just the feeling on the couch, sitting on the couch doing nothing? How about changing your perspective and not judging that? Is there something wrong with that? It's just time to sit on the couch because maybe the, your life before this, you weren't sitting on the couch and doing nothing. And how many people out there can sit on the couch and do nothing and feel good about themselves? See, that's a practice. That is so crucial to me, Rebecca. Thank you for saying all that you have said thus far, because what's coming home to me again and again during this crisis is that we human beings, by and large, tend to default to our habits. You know, when you go into the military, they say, rely on your training. If you go into the health field, they say, go back to your training. When you're faced with a circumstance you didn't anticipate, go to your training. 
and that works beautifully in the positive sense. But if we have bad habits and if we have not lived the examined life to any extent, it is all too easy to default to our bad habits and we make our own situation that much worse. You know, you said something very powerful. Live an examined life. Self-awareness. And when you live an examined life, then you can make uh, necessary adjustments, adjust, adjustments and change because... Life is a roller coaster. It is up and down. Now, let me ask you this question. This, is, this, is, this was asked by me by my chiropractor. He said, on a scale from, which I still go to the chiropractor, that's right, <laughs> on a scale from 0 to 10, how concerned are you uh, with the coronavirus on a scale from 0 to 10? Are you asking me personally? Uh, uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> you, yours, are you, I mean, if it's <laughs> and that's it's good for me to answer that. Unlike Suzanne, I have become rather fatalistic, but not pessimistic. So how concerned am I on a scale of one to 10? If 10 is full-blown panic and one is take me now, Lord, then I would say I would rate about a six because I believe I need to be alert but I don't need to be so concerned that I am going to do something untoward, that I'm going to be like the person on the bus in Detroit who was coughing loudly and not covering her mouth. And the bus driver warned people, you've got to take this serious, he said, and he made a video of it. It went viral. Well, speaking of viral and no pun intended, about a month or so later, that bus driver died of the coronavirus. He was the one who got the message out, one of those who did. And because of his job driving a bus in Detroit and experiencing the frailty of human behavior and being exposed to God knows how many people who carried the virus, he lost his life. I'm not in anything like that kind of position, so I don't see myself as needing to panic, but I do need to be continuously aware, as you suggest. Okay, and, and what about you, Suzanne? What's your answer? Well, um, because I've been on the roller coaster over this pandemic, I would say I'm probably at an eight. Uh, I haven't had any full-blown anxiety. This week I had allergy symptoms and it, 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 being unable to breathe easily and having my nose stuffed up and a little bit of a cough definitely concerned me. But I never ran a fever until I finally figured out it was allergies and, and not anything worse than that. But I, I do have a tendency to go to fear and go to worry. Okay. Thank you both for answering that. And and while you were we were speaking, Gary, I'm listening to you, I'm listening to you, and I can hear your 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 being upset with. Like I said earlier, you're either focused on what's wrong in the world, or you're focused on what's right. And let me tell you something. So so when I'm sitting there with the chiropractor, I said I answered. I said zero. I'm not concerned. I I, I don't have any concerns. And he had the same answer of zero. So us people with the big whopping zero uh, are, are, well, of course, we're different than the ones with the eights or the nines and the tens. And I had this conversation with my son. He's very upset that I'm at zero. And the reason why I am at zero is because of what I practice. When I say, why do people worry? There's only one, one reason, because they don't trust. 
And so it's a practice of trusting. And let me ask, let me ask, what do you think is benefiting this planet? What do you think is benefiting the, your community? What do you think is benefiting the world? Your, because energy is real. You can be felt. Your vibration is real. You think your, your, your worry, your concern, your fear, your anxiousness is, is benefiting the planet? So, or do you think that there is a vibration of trees, uh, peace, peace, and trust? So I make a decision. I want to serve. Even if I'm in my house, I want to serve by having an energy and a vibration of peace. And people, I know this is going to sound, this is going to sound, I don't know, ooh-wee, I'm ready for the bows and arrows, but nobody knows when or how they're going to go. Everybody is different. I mean, ask Kobe Bryant. We don't know when or how we're going to go. So that is out of our control. And we're either, you know, my, my, the, um, so what I'm saying is focusing on being at peace and knowing that, okay, what can I contribute to this planet before I breathe my last breath? I mean, that's, that's what I think about. I was, I was walking, um, I was actually fishing, and, and one lady was walking in the, um, on the road, and she heard me talking. She says, Rebecca, is that you? And she starts talking to me about a friend of hers who was, had the corona, and she said he, he was on life support. And he was, uh, you know, breathing for his life. And I said, and I interrupted her. And I said, because it was a long story about, I'm going to say it, doom and gloom. And I said, did he die? And she says, no, no, he didn't die. See, nobody's focused on how many people that ha- that get the virus and they survive. Nobody's focusing on that. I'm not saying nobody, but that's what I focus on. If I do get coronavirus, I trust that I will be able to, uh, uh, I will be able to, get over it or not so it's it's a, it's a mindset it's a way to it's, this is the way that that i live so i can be at peace so i can contribute peace to the planet attitudinally i think that is a service to humanity yes personally i'm, I'm built to be alert if if humanity were a big prairie dog town then I'm the prairie dog that sits on top looking every which way and sniffing the air. That's the way I feel that I'm living these days and maybe much of the time during this phase of my life in my seniority, shall we say. I just find myself being as rational as I know how to be and being alert to danger because however much I prefer to be happy and to enjoy life, and I do enjoy life, I also realize that there are real dangers and there are dangerous people and dangerous circumstances that I have to take account of in daily life. Mm-hmm. Well, I agree with you, of course. I'm, I'm out washing my hands. I'm out, I'm, you know, the six, six feet rule, all of that. But there is, there is also, uh, how do I say this? How do I say this? There, it always comes back to itself. And what, what I see is people looking out at other people and saying, well, they're, they're not doing, they're not being mm, uh, proactive. They're not staying inside. They're not doing what I would do. It's it's really a constant looking out and finding fault with someone else, as opposed to what what are what can I do? What can I do for myself, for my you know whoever's at at the home with me? How do I? You either are uplifting the world 
or inspiring the world or you're not. You're either doing that or you're not. I don't know. It's just my perspective. And so are we open to accepting other people's perspective and other people's views and other people's people's, um, uh, the way that they are handling this? I mean, I, I know a woman who, if she stayed at home, she would go crazy. She has to go out. She has to take walks. Do you know that they're giving tickets out in California if you're walking in the park? No, I didn't know that. Yes, yes. One of my friends uh, got a ticket for walking in the park. So, you know what? I'm finding a lot of intolerance for other people during this thing, or at least that's what I'm I'm seeing. Now, I, I I don't see everything, but I'm seeing it and I'm feeling it. Anyway, next question. (laughs) <laughs> My question for you is more personal. You're living, you're still living in Oregon, right? I am living in Oregon in a very small town. You are a lucky duck. I think the state of Oregon, like Washington itself, two fantastic places that comprise most of the Pacific Northwest, a glorious area. You know how many people I've talked to who call it God's country? And they're yeah. right. What is it that you are doing on a daily basis, and what is the sense of your fellow Oregonians from the governor on down in addressing this crisis? Because it appears that if there is to be a surge, it hasn't hit you folks in Oregon yet. Oh, well, you know, I uh, listen, I, I try to stay out of other people's business, but what I do where I am in a, in a small town there, you I mean there's mandatory. You have to stay inside. The, the beauty salons have closed. Uh, uh, the restaurants have closed. But this is my point. I'm 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 going to California next week. I'm going to California next week because there are people that I want to see. There are people that I want to be around, and I'm going. <laughs> so uh, it, it, I'm not going to be there for a long time. But again. Caution, yes, but I'm not, I, I, I guess what I'm saying is I do not, it doesn't feel good for me, maybe other people, and we're talking about addictions now, you know, there's an addiction to fear, there's an addiction to being nervous, there's an addiction to, we talk about the addictions to drugs and alcohol and food, but there's an addiction to fear, there's an addiction to feeling bad, there's an addiction to worry, and uh, I just, I just, it, it, it doesn't. It doesn't feel good to me. It might feel good to some people, but it doesn't. I'm not settled being fearful. I'm not settled worried. It doesn't feel right to me. So well, that's the you, point you, of California. And I've heard a lot of people. Why are you going? You shouldn't go. All of this, but I'm going to go for a little fly, bit. Flying or driving? You know what? I had I had plane reservations and. I canceled them because with this with this airline, you can only leave on a certain day. So I am going to be driving. Okay. <laughs> I'm going well, to be driving. I, I like road trips, and Gary and I are looking forward to getting out on a road trip as soon as we have the all clear on this. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're, we're kind of holding ourselves back from a nice long road trip where we can just get in the car and see scenery for miles and miles and and uh, we like that kind of a thing. So that's one of our our uh, our carrots for staying in the house right now, is that at mm. the end of this, there will be a nice road trip somewhere. Okay. Well, you know what else I want to say, too? You know, in every struggle, 
whether whether it feels it feels so uncomfortable now, the challenge, and I am not going to make poop. I'm not making light of it. But with every struggle, there comes something good from it. Every struggle, every challenge. We all have evidence of it in our lives. All of us do. So, is there a is there a focus on wow? What 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 are we going to benefit from this? How is society going to change? How are we going to change individually? I mean, a lot of people are going inward. A lot of people are spending time with their family. There is good in every struggle. So what is your focus? Again, focusing on what's wrong in the world or focusing on what's right? We have heard about things that are going right during this pandemic. And uh, it's like a a whole bunch of little uh, Easter eggs or a whole bunch of little cookies that we're kind of gathering into a basket We've heard about uh, the fact that there are, with so many fewer cars on the road, there are few car crashes. And so people are not dying in car accidents. I thought, well, that's kind of interesting. Also, uh, the pollution is down because there's fewer cars on the road. Uh, There's a couple of waterways that have become cleaner, even Venice, Italy. They said the canals are becoming cleaner so you can actually see down into the canals rather than them just being black muck. And so it, it, it's kind of uh, uh, Mother Gaia, who has, uh, who has allowed this uh, pandemic, is, I think, cleaning up the earth in some way. And part of it is, all you people stay home while I get this cleaned up. And, and I, I think it's interesting to see what it is that's going well. You know, thank you, Suzanne, for that. Because that's exactly what I'm talking about. But it's the, it's the, it's the, the fear and the program response to always look, not always, but to constantly look at what's wrong. The, the, you know, I, I tell the story about a perspective. And whatever's happening in your life, you can change how you feel about it just by changing your perspective. Uh, years ago, this was before the World Trade Center was, was, was blown up standing on the top of the World Trade Center. I'll never forget, I'm, I'm standing on top. I can look at all the five boroughs. I look out in the Atlantic Ocean, and I look down, and there is a plane beneath me. I mean, I'm, I'm higher than a plane. Looking, I'm higher than the Brooklyn Bridge. And so with that height, with that, with that view, with that perspective, I can see so many different things. But the perspective is different if I'm downstairs in the lobby. So all I'm saying is, is practice finding a different perspective. You want to feel better about all this? Look at the same thing with a different perspective, different eyes. And think about what do you want to contribute to this planet? Worry and fear and anxiety? Or do you want to contribute something else? That's great. Let's take our break right there. Happiness is a habit. You can practice it. That is the gospel according to our guest of this hour, the one for the 12th time too, Rebecca Ooh. L. Norrington, happiness coach, a practitioner of reality spirituality. And that's the name of her book, Reality Spirituality, the truth about happiness. We'll get to more of that truth on the other side of a short break. We are Manson Mitchell, and you are tuned in to Seattle's home of alternative talk, AM 1150. The preceding audio was via a Skype call. Staying connected with Gary Mance and Suzanne Mitchell is easy. Just go to mansonmitchell.com for the latest info on topics and guests. 
friend Gary Mance and Suzanne Mitchell on their Facebook pages and like the Mance and Mitchell show page at facebook.com slash Mance and Mitchell. If you're on Twitter, share a follow with Gary and Suzanne at Mance Mitchell. Join Gary and Suzanne Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. for an unusual show that covers everything from personal growth to the paranormal. Here's an amazing act. Here's a tremendous act. Here's a startling act. The amazing, the thrilling, the greatest, spectacular, incredible, exciting, wonderful, world-famed, most unusual novelty act. The home of the A-Team of Alternative Talk is manceandmitchell.com. Heard right here on Alternative Talk 1150 AM or streaming live from your computer anywhere. Terry Loving wants to help you with your online marketing challenges right now. She has several courses she is giving away to help you get your business working for you online. Yes, giving away. WordPress websites are her specialty, yet her technical skills go way beyond that. Find out how Terry Loving can help you today. Check out her blog at terryloving.com or email her directly at terry at terryloving.com. That's terry at terryloving.com. What do trees make you think of? Life, longevity, health? There's a reason for that. They're the building blocks of our ecosystems, capable of restoring land and environment while creating stable food systems and economic opportunity. At Trees for the Future, for 30 years, we've worked with smallholder farmers in developing countries to establish sustainable agroforestry methods. Where there was once deforestation and poor agricultural practices, there are now thriving microenvironments we call forest gardens, made up of more than 50 species of trees and dozens of shrubs, fruits, and vegetables. Through Trees for the Future's forest garden approach, Thousands of farming families have successfully brought their land back to life. A sustainable solution to hunger, poverty, and climate change. Sponsored by Trees for the Future. You're invited to join the movement at trees.org radio. On Friday, Manson Mitchell welcomed back Deborah Wilson from Boulder, Colorado for a full weekend of angels and prosperity. Drop in for a high-octane discussion. And on Saturday, the metaphysical talk continues with Deborah, our holiday gift to you. Bringing you mastery and mystery since 2007. We are Manson Mitchell, Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 on AM 1150. Alternative Talk 1150, talk radio for the body, mind, and soul. The following audio is via a Skype call. Welcome back to Manson Mitchell, and thank you, Pharrell Williams. We consider that to be Rebecca L. Norrington's theme song, Happy. I love that song, Happy, by Pharrell Williams. And we love ourselves some Rebecca Norrington. Rebecca's got her own radio show. She also has one book now, and I think one book maybe in the pipeline. And uh, Rebecca, please tell people where you, they can find you on the website, about your books, your radio show, and any other way that people can connect with you. Well, thank you, Suzanne. Well, you can email me at info at RebeccaNorrington.com. My website is Rebecca Norrington, that's R-E-B-E-C-C-A-N-O-R-R-I-N-G-T-O-N. And then my radio show uh, website is RealitySpirituality.com. And I'm on every Sunday at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on Blog Talk Radio. I have a Twitter page, R.L. Norrington, 
Instagram is reality spirituality, blah, blah, blah. And then I, uh, blah, blah, blah. And then I also offer uh, weekend retreats and workshops. So just contact me at info at RebeccaNorrington.com. Rebecca, I think the last time we had you on, you were talking about uh, publishing a second book, Programmed oh. for Unhappiness. Where is that? Yes, I'm, I'm writing that right now. It's about, mm, it, it's been about 80% finished for about okay. a year. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. So I do remember that correctly. And, you know, we're, we want to be among the first to get your book and have you talk about that, too. Yeah. Thank you, Suzanne. It's it's called uh, it's going to be called Pope Program for Unhappiness, and it does uh, dive into the fact that the programming is what is causing us to suffer, not really the events itself. Because life life is just an experience, and when you add judgments to it, whether this is good experience, whether it's a bad experience, that's when you start to suffer. So this coronavirus, you know, the struggle is not the coronavirus because all struggle is internal. Suffering comes from thinking that something needs to be different than what's actually happening. So, like I said earlier, the coronavirus can be a, um, a blessing in disguise, but it is a, it's up to the individual to look in the mirror and say, let's see, how can this serve me? How can I be, how can I evolve? How can I grow? How can I expand from this experience? How can I contribute peace to this world? So, but it, it, a lot of people don't do that or not doing it or not interested in doing it, but that's how I look at the world. That's my perspective. Well, thank you for that. <clears throat> I'm curious to know, I'm going to talk a little shop with you here, Rebecca. When you put together your show, believe me, I understand what it is to start a program because 13 plus years ago, Suzanne and I were just about asking the mailman if he wanted to come on. <laughs> and after we started to get it together and started to make a name for ourselves in the constellation that is the glorious KKNW family, we found ourselves being pitched by authors and various professionals. Publicists got a hold of us and then our job got a lot easier. When you put together your show, and you're looking for those prime guests, your guests, where do you turn? Well, what an interesting question, Gary, because my show has evolved, and I think it's 10 years now, and uh, evolved, and it started from, it started when I couldn't, I couldn't put five, five minutes together. I mean, I was nervous. Oh, I can't talk for five minutes now. What do I say? How do I, how do I drag this on? And so with that came, again, it's a, it's a practice skill because the beginning when I started, I couldn't put uh, words together to, to last five minutes. And so now sometimes I have guests, Gary, and sometimes I don't. And especially the last, the last maybe year and a half, two years, I do the show all by myself with callers. And I, <laughs> with callers. And I, there was a time when I would have guests, but Mostly, it's been it's been me and the audience, and the people would call in with their questions: how to, how can I, how can I uh, be happy? And when I say happy again, it is a it is a feeling of being able to be at peace regardless of what life throws at you. So now it's a it's a call in show. Well, you know that leads me to ask you, since it is a call in show. There may be a certain type of person that 
um, your, uh, that is attracted to your show. But as a general rule, I think of there being as probably on one hand, you could count all the things that really disturb people. And it's like um, uh, money, relationships, health, career, and family, something like that. Uh, what do you find most people want to talk to you about? What disturbs their happiness more than anything else? Wow, what a great question. The, 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 one of the things that I've found, is, which is a uh, talk about a cancer and a virus, is people blaming other people or life's experience for how they're feeling. They blame their, their family. They blame their significant other. They blame the world. They blame the president. They blame, you know, I'm just throwing everything out. This isn't a political show. But there's always something, someone else to blame other than themselves. And <laughs> so, well, and I have to say, I get a lot, a lot of people that call in and they're, they're, they're not very happy with me because when I say, well, look in the mirror, and it's not out there, it's really you, come on, you know I'm not that popular. So sometimes, again, I am speaking, but, but usually it's, it's, it's a complaint and it's a blame, but people are searching for wanting to feel good. I mean, look at, look at the people that we say are successful, the most successful from Prince to the Michael Jackson to the, you know, what is it, Andrew Bourdain, all of these people, with, with, they have everything, but they're still searching for this feeling to feel good. I say it's peace, it's happiness, same thing, same thing, because it's not what you attain. It's not a goal. It's not out there. This happiness, this peace is found within, but it takes, ooh, we, it is so uncomfortable to look in the mirror and say, oh, it's me? Who wants to do that? Well, I like that because, um, you know, your next book, Program for Unhappiness, uh, you know, really leads me to this idea about how we have created habits and been trained by our family, our peers, our culture, whatever it is, to not be happy, to be thinking that things aren't right until something else occurs. And who is it that is to blame for this? So yeah. I, I can see where that's that's all of a piece, and it will give us um, something else to talk about in great detail. We have somebody who has called into the station who has a question for you. So are you up for taking a call here today? I would love a question. I love questions. All right. Well, we have Alexa calling from Seattle. Alexa, say hello to Rebecca Norrington and ask her your question. Yes, Rebecca. Um, this is just a inter really interesting um, question. And um, by the way, I just really like your show. Um, so you. I listen in every once in a while when I, when I can catch it. Um, are you hearing me? I can hear yes. you. I can hear you. Loud and clear. Okay, great. And thank you. Great. Okay, yeah, um, I can hear you. Yeah, so I um, am wondering, um, I have had this, it's, a, it's sort of a condition that I have been dealing with on and off. Um, it's an old injury. And for some reason, this time frame right now, and I don't know, I mean, to me, I have a job that takes me out of the house all the time, and it's quite stressful. So... 
this time of being in the home is sort of a blessing in disguise because I can just kind of do what I need to do at home. Um, and I have found that, however, that um, this injury that I have is worsened. Um, and the main concern I have is that it, part of it is physical. It's my right arm and shoulder. Um, but another part of it is my nerves. And I can't seem to um, stabilize like this this aspect of setting it off. It does okay. I take these herbs for it. I take herbs for all of this. I'm trying to heal it up. I just went to the chiropractor and something just keeps on coming up with it. And I can't quite figure out why the nerves are not healing up. And they're, it almost seems like they're getting aggravated more and more. Do you have any insight on this? Like, is there some, I'm, I'm assuming it must be something emotional going on with the energy, but I, I just cannot pinpoint it. Let, let me, let me share my perspective with, with what, what you're saying. And, because I, I can I can I can feel I can feel your energy and, and there's a there's a serious there's a there's a, a seriousness and, and I'm I'm not feeling any kind of lightness here. But let me let me share with you a personal me. Personal, yeah. you know this getting this getting older stuff is just the worst. Let me just let me don't I hope nobody's listening. When I say that I've got uh you know the neck the stiff neck. If you if you know me I've been fitness instructor for almost almost 40 years now and the injuries now you know these these athletes that can hardly walk so i have physical physical uh, uh challenges i would say and and what i do this is me because this neck thing with the with the chiropractor for years and years what i what i because my my only intention my only uh commitment my prioritized piece and the I've gotten to a point where the universe says to me, Sister Rebecca, can you still be happy? Can you still be at peace with this pain in your neck? Can you still be at peace with whatever physical issue? You know, forget about the foot with the orthotics, with the foot. Can you be at peace? What if you felt like this for the rest of your life? Would you still be able to be at peace, be happy, be calm, be peaceful? And the, and the answer is, I mean, even with this quote-unquote pain, even with this physical discomfort, are you still able to be at peace? And so my answer is always, yes, universe, whatever, whatever you, whatever I am feeling, whatever is happening in my life is supposed to happen. And so it's my job, it's my practice, not job, but it's my practice to look at what's good about it, what's good about it. Well, how about witnessing the pain, witnessing the discomfort, as opposed to identifying with it. I mean, this is what I mm-hmm. practice in every moment. Talk about never being bored. There's always something to do. But stepping outside and, and, and really, this is really crazy, Alexis, this is really crazy, saying thank you, universe, for uh, for whatever other things, not whatever other, but thank you, universe, for this situation. How can I feel good about this? How can I vibrate? peace with this. So it's not really, in other words, trying to resist what's happening as opposed yeah. to surrendering it, surrendering. That's, that's what I right. do. Yeah, I see what you're saying, right? Uh-huh. That I'm kind of maybe over, over paying too much attention to it. And Yes, the attention, the attention, and when is this over? See, it's all about the resistance of this moment, 
Are you accepting mm-hmm. the moment or are you saying, you know what, universe, i rather have another moment. I'd rather feel this way. <laughs> so it's really about surrendering, oh, no. surrendering all the yeah. time. Yeah. May I jump into yeah. this conversation for just a moment? No. I think, okay, <laughs> we'll go to break and we don't even, we don't even have a break to take, but we'll take <laughs> I'm joking. I was joking. That word surrender, I heard you say it three times. That's important, Rebecca, because I can recall a minister in Puget Sound of the Science of Mind Persuasion who once said during her talk that surrender does not mean giving up. Surrender means giving in to God or to look at it Mm -hmm. from a slightly different angle Don't give up when you surrender. Surrender to your higher thoughts and your highest principles. That way Mm -hmm. you make sure that your compass is pointed north. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And so so before we Mm -hmm. resist, our natural, what we're taught, what we're programmed to do is resist. I don't want Mm -hmm. this. I don't want to feel like this. Something needs to be different. And that is a program. Yeah, got it. Uh huh. I see. Oh yes. Okay, I understand. Okay. Excellent. Well, Alexa, thank you for bringing that to our show today. Bringing that good question that opened up a whole other vein of conversation. Alexa, call more often. (laughs) (laughs) Call call the show tomorrow too. I'll be on tomorrow. Oh well, thank you so much. This is really. very insightful and wonderful. I appreciate your, the show and your, your coming on to share with us. Thank you. Thank you, well Alexa. Said. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. Very good. I love it when somebody thinks enough of what's being said on this program to right. call in, and we didn't give out the numbers. Well, I, I also liked what you said, Rebecca, when you said whatever happens is supposed to happen there is a, a train of thought. There's a philosophy that we actually chose this time to be alive. And and I said uh, to Gary, we actually chose to be here during this pandemic. That's and, right. uh, and, you know, why would we do that? He always likes to point to the fact that we chose to be alive at the time of the Beatles. But, well, they're uh, the benchmark for me. Right. If I was going to choose a time there as part of the boomer generation to come in where I come in at a time when I could celebrate the Beatles and get caught up in all of that Beatle mania and the pop culture of the 60s, which I thoroughly enjoyed, and yet avoid going to serve in the Vietnam War. That doesn't, that doesn't sound like a good idea at all that misbegotten war. I was born in 1954, so I remember the Beatles from the British invasion, from Ed Sullivan forward, and at the same time, though I signed up for the draft, I wasn't drafted. In fact, I did not participate in the lottery because they had made military service and thus participation in the Vietnam conflict a matter of voluntary service. And I I say to myself many times and to others, Rebecca, that I just think that if we have any choice, metaphysically speaking, if we have a choice about what our lives will be and when we come into this world, then we're responsible for everything that comes our way because we chose it. Well, listen, Gary, you know, you said something, and it's it's so interesting. I want to remind everybody, this was so hard for me to get, it's so hard for me to get, but our small, small, little speck, it's a sand, it's a grain of sand 
can you imagine a grain of sand in the universe? The plant is so much bigger and so, so intricate. We have no idea what the heck is going on. So don't even try to understand it because it's the ego that wants you to under, have a reason, have an understanding. No, are you okay with not knowing the bigger plan but trusting the bigger plan? Oh, I had to let go of thinking I knew a lot of stuff. I don't know anything. It's such a, it's such a big, it's such a, it's, it's so grand, but it's here to serve you. It's here to serve me. It's here to serve every single person. But do you believe that? Do you, you know, do you trust that? So I don't know. <laughs> do you think my, you know, my mother gifting the house to the handyman was a great plan? I wouldn't have chosen it, but it, I could not have asked for greater lessons and more growth. Rebecca, in our remaining time, which is five or six minutes, we actually have somebody else who would like to talk to you today. And that is Lily from Seattle. Lily, say hello to Rebecca Norrington. And what is your question for her today? Hello, Rebecca. I don't have a question. I'm just going to real quick, I know your time, the time is almost up. I'm going to applaud you for standing up and being the one to say, you know what, in the spite of all of this, we still are strong, and the good things can come out of this, because we're hearing everything except for that. And my perspective on this is we have, as a country, overwhelmed the medical system. We have overwhelmed it. We go to doctors for everything. And this is a time for us to look at our own health, mental and physical health, and do something about it, to take charge of that. And we don't want to do that, but we have to. Because the doctors are not going to be this too much. If you have a precondition, look at ourselves. See what we can do while we're quarantined. So that's my little platform and little uh, raw, raw speech for today. I just want to share that with all. Well, thank, thank you, Lily. You, Lily, you, you, you have called here before, so thank you yeah. for being a listener to our show, and thank you for calling in again. Okay. Take care. Rebecca. Keep doing what you're doing. I will get in contact with you. I like it. Well, thank you so much. <laughs> and thank you, Lily, for being proactive. See, now, Rebecca, that's what I call a proactive stance. This is somebody who is alert to the danger and dealing with it rather than shrinking from it. You're not doing that. You don't advocate for that. But for those people who feel like, oh, my God, I just have to stay hunkered down, there is a proactive way to enjoy your life and still remain safe. And I think Lily gets that very well. Life is going on with or without us. So you can get in the game and you can sit back and watch. But the life is going to go on. Let me throw this out too. You see, it's it's not about it's not about judging other people and how they respond to these kind of things. That's one of the that's one of my ooh we. I'm looking at someone else and they're not going to respond or they're not going to have the same perspective as me. That's okay. They want to sit in their house and they want to be worried and scared. That's okay. There is no acceptance here of other people and how they how they manage to live through this life. I'm not, I'm not saying that my way is the only way, but I'm just sharing my perspective. But I, as you know, the universe accepts us all. The universe accepts all opinions, all types of people. We are as different as our fingerprints. So where is the acceptance here? You know, the thing about, we talk about uh, global warming, uh, uh, recycling. What about what about the pollution of your energy? What about this? What about energy pollution, vibration pollution? See, we're, but, but, but the looking at other people and thinking there's something wrong with what they're doing, pointing the finger, that's pollution. That's in my world is pollution. So 
there's no acceptance going on here. Uh, very little. And so, but that lack of acceptance comes from lack of acceptance of self. It all starts with the person in the mirror. All right. Man in the mirror. That's going to be next time that Rebecca's on, we're going to use that as the bumper music. Right. Man in the mirror and, and having a straightforward approach to looking at your life and evaluating it. This is what it is to live the examined life on a daily basis, Rebecca. Daily basis, every moment. But who wants to do that? It's easier to point the finger. It's easier to look out. It's easier to complain. It's easier to be negative. You know, how many, I don't hear any news stations that talk about how many people have survived the coronavirus. I just hear the, 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 the other side. So I don't know. It's just, it's, it's a world that is, it, that has been programmed to focus on what's wrong. Well, you're right. If it um, if it bleeds, it leads is what they say in newspapers, and we are certainly getting a whole lot of bad news. There is a little bit of good news thrown in here and there, where someone has you know left the hospital, they're feeling better. So there is some of that, and so pay attention to all of it, not just the bad news, because there is some good news buried in all of that. I wanted to, at least one more time, uh, Rebecca, give people the opportunity to connect with you. We had a couple people today that wanted to connect with questions. They may want to hear your radio show tomorrow. So if you would take this last uh, minute or so to tell people about your website and your radio show, I want to make sure that that information gets out there. Thank you, Suzanne. And let me let me share my favorite quote. It's, it's from Abraham. My favorite quote is, you cannot have a happy ending to an unhappy journey. We, I'm talking about the journey, everyone. It's the journey. It's the moment-by-moment journey. So I am found every Sunday, uh, 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, on Blog Talk Radio. The show is Reality Spirituality. My website is RebeccaNorrington.com. You can follow me on Twitter at RL Norrington. My Instagram handle is Reality Spirituality. I do have a few videos on YouTube, but well, you, of course, you know, it needs to be updated. My first book, Reality Spirituality, The Truth About Happiness, can be purchased on Amazon. And my new book, the one that I'm writing, I haven't finished it yet, is Program for Unhappiness. And you can email me at info at RebeccaNorrington.com. And I also offer seminars and also weekend retreats. I really appreciate both of you for allowing me to be on and and just be myself and share uh, what I have learned uh, about how to feel and be at peace regardless of what life throws at you. Well, we we appreciate your coming on because you have a a perspective which is different from other people. Uh, Your (laughs) own perspective is not along with the crowd. You stand out from the crowd in looking at life differently. And so we wanted to bring that perspective to our listeners today and um, something besides doom and gloom. Thank you. I appreciate that. There is something besides doom and gloom. And we have got to go. Thank you, Rebecca Norrington. Coming up next. Uh, Jupiter rising. Jupiter shall rise very, very shortly. Thanks so much for listening. Stay safe, everyone.